Welcome to another episode of the Live to Accomplish podcast with Nathan Shooter. To discover more insightful episodes, blogs, videos, and resources, visit nathanshooter.com. Hey there, everyone, and you've joined me for the second part of this two-part series on Rest to Be Our Best. If you wanted to flick over and listen to the first one, then you'll be able to catch up with us on this episode. Thanks. Okay, we're getting through the list. We're up to number seven. Understand how people recharge. You would know people who absolutely cannot stand crowds. And you would know the opposite kind of people, where people who must absolutely get alone time uh, to feel recharged when they're on holidays. So I'm a bit of both. I'm a bit of a hybrid. So I love crowds. I love concerts. I love, you know, big bustles of people. But I also know that uh, I know myself well enough to know that I need also to have some alone time to recharge and then come back out into the crowds. So there are people who absolutely are one or the other, and there's probably lots of shades in between. And a good a good point is this, um, by way of example, is I was traveling years ago with a friend um, to New Zealand in the South Island where there's stacks to do. I recommend you go and check it out. And we arrived at a motel and he disappeared and I, I just was like oh great I've lost my friend in New Zealand somewhere and then hours passed and I thought I'd for sure find him dead in a ditch somewhere and I thought how on earth do you explain to your friend's mum that you lost the adult child you know that's just not a good thing to have to explain but then you know a few hours later he strolled in with his big smile on his face and his journal in hand and he just needed some time out so he went and sat beside a lake and just wrote some notes and just kind of had some time to recharge on his own and I was just I was just super grateful that he, he came back but I was just like bro you can't do that you can't just walk off and um, without telling me that's how you recharge so I know him very well but there's one thing I didn't know about him and subsequently found it out okay let's move on and we're talking now about number eight and that is Resting outdoors. So most of us associate with rest as an indoor activity. Like we said earlier about parents wanting some time out before they start getting into activities with the kids. And so often we mistake rest time as only being done inside, like only in bed or on the lounge or inside the motel room. So what I would what I would suggest to you, something that I've learned, is that instead of trapping yourself in your hotel room, Try and get that same rest outside, maybe under a tree in the parklands area near your motel or perhaps near a beach or in the rainforest, wherever you're heading, you know. You'll be surprised at the absolute distinctly different kind of rest that you'll get. And you don't have to think that it's not rest if you're outside the motel. You can actually still get rest even by being out and about, but perhaps not doing a whole lot. And now we come to number nine, eat mindfully. So if you love rich food and exciting and exotic food, but you also know that it doesn't sit well with you, I'm not going to explain what I mean by that, you can fill in the blanks, then perhaps we should avoid it completely or perhaps just maybe eat a little less of it. A bit of moderation goes a long way and it's going to make you feel better and you're going to be able to think clearer as well. So you need to be able to say to yourself, I'm going to set myself up to win by giving myself more time to feel good and to think better by eating mindfully. I'm super stoked that you're still with me. We've now come to the third zone, which is, as you would logically guess, 
the after holidays. So here's nine points and kind of, I guess, tactics that I use and employ to be able to transition back to work really smoothly. All right, number one, utilize the mental triggers. So we discussed earlier about taking, you know, the regular amount of photos and videos for just regular enjoyment, but we also discussed taking those extra photos and videos that we can use for the purpose of mental triggers. So the ones that you took for your background on your mobile or some videos that you might use for relaxation later on, all of those things come into play right now. So recently, I did this for myself by ordering a mobile phone cover, which is a really high quality print of a photo that I took from the plane when I flew over Antarctica um, not long ago. And so that is on the back of my phone. And when I pick it up, I think, man, that was such a great trip. And that helps me to just relax a little in amongst the stresses of the day. And that's part of the competition as well that I mentioned previously that you can find on Facebook. All right, number two, give yourself a false start. So I'm not talking about being deceptive or secretive here. What I am talking about is keeping your out-of-office email autoresponder on just for one more day. So it's really cool to be able to allow yourself that little bit of a buffer to get back into work. You know, the same kind of buffer we talked about when we're heading out of work into vacation time. So allowing yourself that false start is a really cool way of getting yourself um, back on top of everything before showing to everyone that you're available again. Number three, review your calendar. So we need to think about how we're going to ease ourselves back into working. So think, do I really need to book back-to-back meetings straight away or if ever? So create some breathing space and talk to your secretary if you have one who plans these things for you. Discuss your need for breathing space when you get back in. Number four, stay on topic. We have all been in meetings and all been part of emails that absolutely just get random real quick. And a lot of that also comes back to us. Unfortunately, we don't teach ourselves to stay on task when sifting through emails when we get back from holidays. So how do we combat this? Well, what I do is when I get back into the office, when I deal with my emails, I go through it according to conversations or topics rather than order of appearance or chronologically. So this is a really good way of helping myself to stay in the zone and stay deep diving into a topic rather than jumping around according to when the emails are received. Number five, utilizing the return to work list. So this is when you review everything on there and perhaps you might even go a step further and prioritize it as well. When I get back to work, I've often written things down, which just honestly came out of a state of of panic or anxiety rather than actually something that actually had to be done. So you might happily cross some things off the list that were just like panic notes. So that's a really good way to give yourself that, yeah, I've ticked something off the list feeling. Number six, restart notifications. I think many of us will be pleasantly surprised about the kind of notifications that we happily lived without. So I would encourage you to use this opportunity to, yes, restart those notifications, but also do a bit of a a casual audit and think, you know what, maybe I don't need to turn those notifications back on. And now we come to number seven, which is positive associations. So I'm not talking about associations that we might have with people or with certain ideas or moods or whatnot. What I'm referring to here 
is being deliberate in our plan to create enjoyment for the first week back. I SMS a friend and say, hey, can we catch up for a coffee or a, or a lunch um, time when, when I get back in the first week? So what I've taught myself to do is to undo the idea of the slog of being back into work by creating a positive association. I deliberately create moments of pleasure in my first week back so that I can associate the return to work as a really good, fun thing. And number eight is catch and release. This is a two-part point. So the first part is all about catching up on our work, and that's great and admirable. Like we said, it's a really good thing to do for as long as you can do it without overwhelming yourself and ending up back in a situation where we're stressed and feeling strung out like we did perhaps before we left on a holiday. So we don't want to end up where we started. And part two, which I really like, is this. It's to acknowledge and release work that shouldn't have been ours in the first place. Use the rested state that you're in to really examine some of the things that you could be doing better because we forget later on what things we shouldn't have done in terms of work after the fact. So while it's fresh in your mind, think these things through. And now we come to the very final point, which is maintaining the physical pace. And this really has more to do with our mindset than we would maybe imagine. So let's just say you've had a really rocking holiday and you've had a great time walking on the beach or hiking mountains. And in essence, what you've done is you've created a different level of chemicals in your body with all the extra uh, physical activity you've been doing. So that usually ends up with endorphins bumping through your body more than they would normally have been. So contrast that then to when you come back to your chair and to your office desk and you just sit. <laughs> it's not a really uh, a helpful thing after you've just spent a whole couple of weeks being active. So what happens is then we end up doing what happened to me many times when I didn't think it through is you end up getting really down. You end up really getting down on yourself because your mood, I guess, is not the same because the chemical levels have dropped. So I would maybe encourage you to stay active and almost, if you can, match the physical pace to what you were on holidays. And there we have it, some really down-to-earth and simple tactics that we can employ to maximize our holiday time. We need to rest to be our best. And that doesn't have to be a complicated process. I really believe that we can do simple things to create significant outcomes. I really do look forward to sharing more thoughts with you on the next episode. Thanks. Thanks for joining us today. To connect with Nathan, simply visit facebook.com forward slash Nathan Shooter blog or Twitter and Instagram using at Nathan Shooter. We also invite you to comment, ask questions and subscribe to the email editions at NathanShooter.com.